I was questioning why uh, Wick and, uh, uh, Wickersham was brought in for Richmond. Just we were talking about a little bit about the game the other day. And uh, Lane Casadante evidently is listening. Thank you, Lane, for tuning in. Um, he said the Spiders had a design package that called for more running uh, plays. Wickersham is better uh, in that plus that keeps Coleman healthier. They always had planned on bringing him in, Wickersham, that is, and that was just the right time to do it. So thank you, Lano. I did not see the game. I was out of town uh, down in Charleston watching VMI. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was visiting my daughter. I have a daughter down there, and I spent time with her. And, and uh, I'm going to be right, direct, honest. I saw no college football on Saturday. I've read up on some things, but I didn't watch any because I spent time with my daughter. That's more important. And that's that. So, but thank you, Lane. I appreciate your uh, letting me know what that's that's the situation there. That's good to know. So, when I get to talk to Coach Houston tomorrow, I won't sound like a complete idiot, only a partial idiot. So, that's the name of there. All right, uh, let's get to pro football. I mean, we talked about some games and some teams, but let's walk through uh, the the, um, entirety of the games that were played. I think there were only two teams on a bye yesterday, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Green Bay Packers. And this coming week, uh, buckle up the chin strap because it could be let. Well, I guess that's the wrong way to phrase that. I'd say take a powder, take a break, uh, because Cincinnati, Houston, the Jets, Tennessee, Carolina, and Dallas will all be on a bye next week. So it goes from two the minimum to six the maximum. And uh, I'm not a fan of bye weeks, but I believe if they're going to play 17 games, they ought to give them two bye weeks. It's a tough damn sport. It's a collision sport. It's a violent sport. It was violent even when Sam Huff played. He ended up on the cover of Time magazine, The Violent World of Sam Huff. I mean, back in the 50s. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a brutal game. Brutal. All right, Cowboys Chargers tonight in L.A. Who's going to win the game? Who do you want to win the game? Feel free to call in on that. Uh, 327-0888. Ravens won yesterday. The, uh, Titans in uh, London. Again, at uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And that's their nickname. It's not plural. It's Hotspur. You know, like Jazz. Or what are some of the uh, Heat? Some other single nicknames, singular nicknames. Anyway, Ravens won that game. I didn't watch it. I uh, just didn't do it. Dolphins 42-21 over the Panthers. Panthers led by one, as Dolphin David mentioned earlier. Panthers led by 14 to zip at the end of one. 14 zip, and Dolphins said, wait a minute. We're playing at home against the 0-5. We're not the Washington Commanders. We are not going to lose to an 0-4 team at home. We're not the Washington Mule Skinners. This is our stadium. We're going to play here. We're losing. And uh, their coach, I like their coach, McDaniel. I wish he was in Washington. Plain and simple. We got a cigar store Indian. Uh, all these other teams have assistants that used to be in Washington. They're young guys that know how to run offenses and run. Pl- anyway, uh, 21 points in the second quarter. Dolphins win going away. Because, oh, by the way, the Panthers only got one more touchdown after that, 42-21. Jaguars and the Colts played. Minshew's played for the Jaguars and quarterbacked in this game. <laughs> on, on the wrong side, he, he threw for 329 and a touchdown. Lawrence, 181 and two touchdown passes. Jaguars, again, Colts led 3-0 after one, but 21-6 at a half. 31-6 going into the fourth, and that was that. Vikings beat the Bears. This is what you do, even on the road. You beat the Bears, you beat the Bears, you beat the Bears. You don't play them at home and lose to them 40-20 but putting a rookie out there on a corner by himself. <laughs> you know what? 
It's only been 11 days. It's time for me to get over that damn game, isn't it? Vikings 19-13 over the Bears at Soldier Field. On the road, they won. Texans 2013 winner. They're 3-3 on the young season. They beat the Saints. And Derek Carr, 353 in touchdown, but oh well, they lost. Stats are for losers. I give you exhibit A. The Falcons had 403 yards yesterday. I believe the Washington Mule Skinners had 192 total offensive yards. So, that being the case, stats are for losers is where that kind of statement comes from. Now, stats are also for winners at times, too. There are times when winners put up a lot bigger numbers. Times when, when losers put up numbers, too. And that happened, it happens around the league. Bengals, 17-13 over the Seahawks. Geno Smith, 323. Burrow, 185. Two touchdowns. He's coming around. They say he's over his injury. Uh, they are on a bye this week. That will be good for the Bengals. It'll be good for Joe Burrow. Uh, to have now, somebody said, "Well, they won two in a row, I think," and you don't want to take a bye when you're starting to win. But uh, after what happened in uh, the summer camp early on, and it's happened in, early in the year, it, uh, it's a good time for the Bengals, and it's a good time, I believe, for the um, for Joe Burrow to have a pause here, uh, just due to the fact that he had an injury and it, it kind of lingered and hung on. It affected his ability to throw the ball uh, down the field, in my opinion, Cincinnati. Uh, you know they lost early to Cleveland, 20, 21 points. They lost to the Baltimore Ravens, two division games. They did beat the Rams. They lost to Tennessee badly. They've come back to beat Arizona and Seattle, and now going to get a bye. And then guess where they go? Do you know where Cincinnati goes after their bye? Is it a divisional game? No. Uh oh. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure who they play. At San Francisco. That's not easy. No. But the good thing is, San Fran, if you're not a San Fran fan or, or you are a Cincinnati fan, what about that young lady used to call us about the Bengals? Where oh, yeah. has she gone off to? I don't know. But the Bengals will get a, a week off to heal, get better. Then they fly to San Francisco where they'll play the 5-1 and one Giants. Excuse me, Giants. 49ers. The 5-1 and one San Francisco baseball team. Um, the, the 49ers this week, hang with me on this one, are playing where they oh they're playing at Minnesota Monday night, so Cincinnati coming off a bye, San Fran will be coming off of a, a short week, so we'll see how that pans out two weeks from yesterday, thirteen days from now on the 29th of October. That'll be fun to watch that game on a Monday Monday. This is a Monday night, isn't it? Let me double check my talking here. Yeah, Monday night. All right. Um, other scores: Browns beat the Niners. Uh, now, let me go to a box score, and i just give you numbers on this one. The uh, third-string quarterback for the Brownies is a kid named Walker. <laughs> I, I don't know. Do you know him? Uh, you know anything about him? Just any, anything. P.J. Walker, I know he played in the XFL. I believe he's from Temple, if I ha- if I remember right. But no, not not Nothing. someone most players, uh, most no. people know. And. He nearly had a game. Uh, he nearly cost them the game uh, yesterday. He had a very bad throw, in which he should have just gotten down and wasted clock. But he yeah. nearly threw an interception. But yep. did enough to help them get a win. He did throw two picks. Yeah, uh, Purdy twelve for twenty-seven, one hundred twenty-five yards. Ooh, that's less than five yards per attempt. And he threw a TD. And he threw an interception. I believe his P, his quarterback rating yesterday was fifty-five point something. 
by comparison, I mentioned Hal and Tua. They led the parade. Hal, I think, was 119 quarterback range. McCaffrey, uh, he got injured, oblique. He came back. He couldn't play. He tried. He couldn't play. 11 carries, 43 yards. And Samuel had one target, no catches, went out with a shoulder injury. So, yeah, but uh, we all know, injury, next man up, injury's part of the game. 49ers got more talent than Cleveland. Cleveland's got a better defense. So, there you go. Browns win. Browns win. Stop the presses. They, they won the game. They beat the Niners at home. How about them apples? Okay, I like this. I like it. You know, that's, you know, bring, bring a little humility back. So he refocuses. Niners will come back and probably whip Minnesota. Philadelphia plays next week against Miami, right? On Monday night? Yeah, uh, Sunday night. Sunday night. All right, at Philadelphia. Look for them to come out. Right. I, yeah, I expect the bounce back. Yeah. yeah. And, and Miami's offense will score points, but their defense might give up some as well. But again, you go back, as I said, to what's his name? To Dolphin Dave. They're giving up 22 a game. It's, it's not, you know, you take away the 48 Buffalo goes, and you take away the, the 70 that they scored against, uh, against uh, the Denver Broncos, and they're still 30 22. In differential. 24-16, the Commanders beat the Falcons, as you know. Raiders 21-17, they beat the Patriots. Oh, how about our boy Billy? Billy Boy stuck on 299 career wins and 1-5 on the young season. Garoppolo, 162 in the first half, went out, got carried out in an ambulance to the hospital. Did you hear that? Back injury, I believe. There you go. It took him in an ambulance. Mac Jones. Not not playing well. Not playing well for no. for old Billy for Billy Chick up there in New England. Brian Hoyer, both Garoppolo and Hoyer, former New England quarterbacks, as you remember, uh, they combined to go twenty for thirty two for two sixty four. So there you have it. Jones twenty four for thirty three two hundred yards, and Billy Billy Chick has never been one in five with the New England Patriots. Are the Tom Beats, are they beating the drums up there in, in New England? Are they calling for them? No. Say it's not so. Not Billy. Billy, Billy Chick. Rams beat the Cardinals. That's good to see the Rams get back on. Boy, the Cardinals are 1-6. and six. Man, I'm glad Washington beat them 20-16. to 16. <laughs> Holy cow. Anyway, uh, Rams won the game 26-9. Our Lions 20-6 over the Buccaneers. Mayfield 206. Goff 353. And who's got the better of the deal now? The Rams did win a Super Bowl with Stafford. The Rams lost Super Bowl with Goff. They traded him to the Lions. He's younger. He's coming into his own. Stafford, the sun is setting on Stafford's career. Yes? No? Yes. Yes. Uh, that's what I think. Goff, 30 for 44, 353, two touchdowns. <coughs> I, you know, he's coming to his own. He's been in a Super Bowl. He's not afraid. He's throwing the deep ball, too. Some they didn't have him do in L.A. a lot. He's, they're trusting him more here. Yeah, they had to manage games there. And they lost 13-3. And the Lions were too young or too old or too... Yeah, you know, too nervous. Big, uh, bright city, uh, big lights, bright city, bright lights, big city. Uh, to, in that Super Bowl, New England beat them. They didn't belong in the Super Bowl, but they, I guess they did. They got there. Uh, Jets beat the barking beagles of Philadelphia. Hallelujah! Pass the biscuits. That's right up there with a Cowboy loss and a New York Giants loss. Oh, by the way, which they did, fourteen to nine to the boy. They hung tough after three quarters. It was Giants six, Bills nothing. <laughs> Explain that one to me. 
A ter- uh, terrible but, clock management at the end of the half, too. By should've the Giants. Been, yeah, should have at least been 9 nothing going to the half. Tyrod Taylor, 24 for 36, 200 yards. Not a great yards per attempt, but he's coming. You know, he's, he's, a, he's a first start of the year. But he, he completed two-thirds of his passes. 24-36, multiple by 12. Allen, 19 for 30, 169. He didn't light it up. I begin to wonder about him. I mean, I really am beginning to wonder a little bit about him and his – what he can do. Right. Yeah, I think it's just uh, it's just more of this roller coaster ride with him. He is very high, high – I mean, he has the highest of highs, but he just uh, – Do they need another receiver? I think they probably could use another receiver. Yeah. Gabe Davis isn't bad, and Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid at a tight end. I just uh, – I don't know. There's just something. Well, they're forcing the ball to Diggs because he complained and moaned and carped and, you know, the whole bit. He had 16 targets, uh, 10 catches for 100 yards. They have to force feed the ball or else yeah. they're literally actually physically crying. Well, the other receivers had 13 – well, five of them had 13 targets combined. Yeah, so Five I, other receivers or a running back. Right. So they, I mean, if they got another top, I mean, if they got a number two, I mean, say they got in someone that's just notable, just a number two receiver, he would get annoyed by that. He would act like he likes it, but then he'd get mad. Well, you know what? You got to yeah. trade him to get somebody he's, else in there. He's a deep. Get rid of him. You don't need poison. And that could keep Buffalo from going further. I mean, it's kind of like with Washington. You know, they, they, they were saying, oh, I don't think Terry McLaurin was complaining or anything, but, uh, you know, they weren't targeting him enough. So he got 11 targets yesterday, but only six catches. Now he had 81 yards. And them throwing, you know, and targeting and throwing to McLaurin did open things up for Samuel. And Logan Thomas, I listened to the game on the radio yesterday, uh, and the tight ends were not. Tight ends had one target. Thomas, one target. No other tar- no other tight end was targeted, and Thomas had one catch for two yards. Tight ends had two yards yesterday. You got to get it to the tight end. That sounds just like Miami. They didn't have a single catch yesterday. Their tight end room is. You got to have a safety valve for for uh, Howe because he's getting he holds the ball too long. Uh, he has sacked five times yesterday. Thirty four total. We're getting to a pause, uh, but the problem is about half those sacks are on him because he doesn't know how to get rid of the ball. Throw the damn ball away, Sammy. Throw it away. And they need to also have a safety valve for him. A tight end that he can find in a New York second. Let's take a pause. This is 1061 ESPN. I'm Big Al. This is a sports phone. 1061 ESPN. You can listen. You find find us on your HD radio at 1037 and HD2 and stream on the web. Our website in iHeartRadio, et cetera, et cetera. Robert Bruce, other side of the glass. Stay with us. NFL season is in full swing, and we don't want anyone to forget. We have NFL coverage every Sunday afternoon, as well as every Dallas Cowboys broadcast. Here on your home for sports in the River City, 1061 ESPN Richmond. By the way, the James Madison Dukes are playing Thursday night. We didn't bring that up earlier. 
Thursday night they're playing at Marshall, favored by four and a half, over under 15 and a half. Uh, not that I'm saying gamble better than that, just letting you know what the bookies think is going to happen. And that would be to uh, to win that game. And that's the way that goes. That's what they're thinking. And it's uh, on ESPN, too, since it's a Thursday night. They are... There you go. They'll be competing with the Thursday night game, obviously. But just that's that's huge for JMU. Back to back weeks, ESPN two and now ESPN. Well, what are you going to watch? Uh, the Jaguars at the Saints or JMU uh, number twenty six playing at Marshall? I'll probably have an eye on both because, as mm-hmm. you know, my dad went to JMU, so I root for them unless they're playing ODU. So I'll, I'll be rooting for them. And they're a fun offense to watch. They they're a, this isn't just a fluky six and zero. They're mm-hmm. a very efficient team. Um, play well on both sides of the ball. Yeah, it sounds like but, their, their coach would require that. But Jaguars Saints will be a that's a that's a surprisingly fun Thursday night game. Usually you get bad matchups. I like to watch um, uh, Lawrence. They're four and two. They've won three in a row now, right? They won yesterday. They won two over in London. So yeah, they've won three in a row to move to four and two. The Saints got beat yesterday, but they're three and three, so they're five hundred. So yeah, that'd be an interesting game to watch. But I'd like to watch JMU to get to know a little bit more about them. Um, And Liberty's a fourteen point favorite Tuesday night. They're going to be on CBS Sports Network. Will be the Liberty Flame. I think about flames. Flames? flames. Yeah, flames. Yeah, flames. Yeah, I thought it was plural. Fourteen point Middle Tennessee Tuesday night on CBS Sports Network. So there you go. That's what's going on there. Hey, should they play Thursday night football in the NFL? Uh, you know, that's a question we always sort of just say and then leave it sitting on the table. And don't talk about it too much. Um, I, I'm against it personally. I don't. I, I don't think these guys need it, especially the later it gets in the season. The later it gets, the later it gets. These guys have been playing, 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 playing. Every NFL player is playing hurt. Uh, there's a big difference between injured and hurt. And you, you interview the 53 and then the seven inactives, and you got 46 players that, that uh, suit up. How many of them do you think? How many of them do you think are going to play hurt? A lot of them. A lot of them. A ton of them. All of them. All of them are playing hurt. Espo, what's shaking, dog? I'm thinking of filing a lawsuit so, uh, Jamie, you can play in a bowl game. How yeah. crazy is this where you're 6-0, and clearly a top 25, and you can't, you can't even win your conference or play in a bowl? Ridiculous. Yeah, it is kind of ridiculous. I mean, they're the best team in the Sun Belt, it appears oh. to be. The best team in the Sun Belt, six and zip, ranked number twenty six. Um, it's just the rules, you, you know. And I'm not, I'm not defending the NCAA. Only thing I'm defending is saying that when they move, made that move, they knew what the deal was. Now, can, oh, can, can yeah, they? Can they beat? You know, it's a financial rule. You know, it's, it's made to make money for the other teams in the conference. Because I don't think they split the bowl money if, if you're not bowl eligible. So they get to they get to play you, they get to make money off you, but you don't you don't get to participate in the fruits of it. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, somebody will go to the bowl a bowl from that conference. I yeah, would but think. I don't think Jamie splits the money because they're not eligible. So they, you know, you're kind of a probationary member. You know, you're <laughs> like the loyal order of moose. You know, you're you're in, but hey, you're not. Don't pick on the moose. Don't pick on the moose uh, club. I, Moose are good people. I, I know you're the head antler, right? Here. Damn right. You're, you're the head antler guy. I'm the, I'm the grand poobah. <laughs> so, anyway. You need to get me a membership application. I was a previous member at Hopewell, so 
that I'm a legacy again. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, so, well, anyway. Are we over Caleb Williams yet? Are we Are we kind of realizing that this guy's probably not the second coming of, oh, I don't know. Who you referring to? Manning. Who you referring to? The quarterback at USC. He was spectacularly unimpressive uh, in a big game, like he usually is. He's, uh, he's, he's great against those other, you know, the Washington states of the world. Well, yeah, let's see how it evolves. Let's see how this Utah game goes. I don't know how good Utah is as compared to last year. I will say that Utah is number 14 at 5-1 and one on the year. Um, that's the deal there. That, you know, you, now, who they lose to, I, I can certainly look it up. Uh, Oregon State. It's Pac-10 uh, team. I mean, uh, at the beginning of the year, you know, they were winning everything. We, we were talking about them like they were the best conference in the country. Well, I mean, <laughs> I they, they had seven ranks. They had seven ranks yeah, last week. Yeah, yeah, but I, that's a function of who you play, and of course, you're playing each other. So if you're all well, pretty average. When you're playing each other, you can take losses. Is what you did before you start playing each other. That's when you're building your wins where you might get ranked. But seriously, last week, the, uh, the top 25 was all Power 5. Pac-12 had had 7. Uh, Southeast had 6. ACC, 5. And the, uh, South, uh, the Southeast, 3. Uh, or Big 10, 3. And then who's the other one? Uh, Big 12 had 3. And that was it. They are all Power 5. And the Pac-12 led the way with 7. Well, we know most of these conferences are top-heavy. I mean, even the SEC is top-heavy. But I think the Pac-10 is really top-heavy. I just don't think the bottom is very good at all, and the middle is kind of there. You know, you get two decent teams, I guess. I guess USC can be considered decent, but Notre Dame put a beat down on them, and then they got beat down by Louisville, which lost too. Well, I see a lot of pretty average. They do have Washington, and they do have Oregon in the top ten, and Washington just beat Oregon. And, you know, Washington's yeah. five, and Oregon is nine. If you got seven in there out of 12, your middle's not too bad. Is Oregon – didn't Oregon take a bad loss, though, too, somewhere along the line to a pretty mediocre team? That was their first loss was this Saturday to Washington by three. Oh, okay. So they were Washington, they, Somebody took a bad loss. Washington six and zero. Southern Cal took the bad loss Saturday at Notre Dame. <laughs> uh-huh. That's who took the bad I just loss. The highlights, but <laughs> the highlights were not good. Well, Stanford Stanford was losing to Colorado and came back to win by from a twenty nine point deficit, and they're a bottom feeder, and they came back and beat Colorado. So I mean, well, they Neon, got some Neon's talent. Come back to earth. Yeah. Neon's back to earth. I mean, you know, he came out hard. Don't get me wrong, came out strong, but. That team, is, I mean, they're a good team, but they're not a great team. Well, it, what, it, what it means also to me is that the, the Pac-12 is not altogether bad in the sense that Stanford, a bottom feeder, can come back from down 29 to a team that you know had some decent wins early in the year. Yeah, well, they, they played some teams tough too, but I don't know. I, I'm just not seeing. The, I, I think college football overall is probably not as good as it has been. Just maybe a lot of reasons, but it just doesn't look to me like it's as good. Just well, we'll find, out. we'll find out in the bowl season. That's all I can say. Yeah, consider. I think you're right. I agree. Yeah, I think we'll see a lot in the bowl season. Yes, indeed. What else you got? Nothing, nothing. I'm just bummed out that JMU's playing this good, and they, you know, get, they'll get nothing for it at the end other than some recruiting. But, yeah. you know, it's just a, really a sad state of affairs. You know, and you never know how long you're going to be good. You know, you, we got lucky with this quarterback who's kind of coming to his own a little bit. But, 
you know, early in the season, he did not look great. Uh, they won, obviously, but it wasn't because of him. <laughs> so he's turned it on, and uh, it's still not going to get anything out of it. Too bad. Yeah, I know. It's a shame, Madison. I mean, if they're going to do this, they should do it for one year, not two years. That's just, you know, if it's, if a team's good that's enough. The thing. Yeah, yeah, I agree they knew going in, but it's just a bad rule. You know, it's just, it's just. I mean, it, it makes some sense, I guess, if you're really transitioning and you're just not very good and you want to transition and you need a, some protection. But they don't need the protection. I mean, they're, they're better than anybody they're playing. They're certainly better than Georgia Southern or, or, or the Eric Russell's old team. Uh, they, uh, I mean, that, that team used to beat us regularly, believe me, in the old days back when they were fighting it out for Division One AA. Yeah, there you but, go. Uh, that, that, that was not close. That, this week was not close. Yeah, we got to take a pause. We thank you for calling. Right, and thank you for right, sponsoring our, our man, uh, Habo. He'll be back with us Thursday at 9 o'clock. And, uh, ha- ha- Habo on everything, as I call him. <laughs> He'll be joining us. So we, we look forward to that on Thursday at uh, 9 o'clock with the Habaneros. So thank you for calling in. Thank oh, you and uh, Schilling for yeah, sponsoring him and being a part of the show for October, September, October, November. Thank you, Hoss. All right, pal. Take uh, care. Thank Bye. you. All right, we need to take a pause. It's 8 to 9.32. Holy smokes. Uh, feel free to give a call and talk sports at uh, 327-0888. 327-0888. Call in, talk sports. Did you know that you can find the best radio station on your dial in HD? Well, you can. Catch us on your HD dial at 103.7 HD2. Just another place to find your home for sports in the capital city. ESPN Richmond. We have uh, Russ Houston coming up tomorrow morning, coach of the Richmond Spartans. Coach Houston will join us uh, tomorrow morning at a little, usually it's around 8 15, 8 18, 8 19, somewhere around there. We get him on. I'll have Mitch Tischler from NBC Sports Washington on at 8 35 tomorrow. 9 o'clock, John Freeman, the voice of the Cavaliers, coming off a of bye week uh, as they head down to Tarhelia. Tar Heel land down in uh, North Kakalaki. The Chapel Hill will be the venue. And Keenan Stadium, if they haven't changed the name, is, of course, uh, the home of the North Carolina Tar Heels. Thursday, we'll have Habo on to talk everything about sports and have fun and chat it up. And what else do we have? What else do we have? I guess we'll, we'll, we, uh, we got our football picks either Thursday or Friday. We'll have our, our uh, NASCAR picks. And then uh, what do we have on Friday? We will be out at the Dominion Charity Classic, Dominion Golf Charity Classic. We have that. And uh, that'll be well there from 8 till 10. That's why we might we'll either have the racing picks then or we'll have them on Thursday if the guys are available. That would be Perry Miller and Dennis Bigmeyer. So we'll see what's what. And then on the 26th, which is 10 days away already. We'll be broadcasting live from the new Henrico County Sports Entertainment Authority um, uh, Event Center. Event Center. And we're going to see that tomorrow. Don't forget, you and I are going out there tomorrow. You're going to be able to go, aren't you? Yeah. 
11 o'clock, we're meeting uh, Big Dog, and I'll call him and find out exactly where he wants to meet. We'll meet up, and we'll go see the, the uh, what's got to be just about a finished venue. So there you have it, what's going on. We're, at baseball tonight, it'll be Texas and Houston at 437 at, uh, this afternoon, 407. No, I was right the first time, 437. So that'll be nice. A little daytime baseball goes in tonight. In 8.07, it'll be Arizona and Philadelphia. We will not have that game because we carry the Cowboys. We're the home of the Cowboys. Never in my born years that I ever say that I've been almost 32 years of doing this, where I'd say we're the home of the Cowboys. Listen, they got fans here. They got a lot of fans here. It's not a bad thing. It's, it's not a you know, they're Cowboy fans. We have people who listen to the Cowboys here. Oh, there's sponsors that are that, yeah. that have hopped right on it, too. I'm just not a Cowboy fan, but I'm glad that we have them because there are Cowboy fans here that do listen, as you say. Yeah. And that's, you know, it, it builds awareness that we're here. I think there's no <laughs> denying they're the most uh, marketable team in the NFL, whether they are 5-11 and or 11-5. and They are just, and part of it's Jerry Jones and his uh, big promises, but they're the Dallas Cowboys. I know, but this isn't a criticism. It's just to listen to what you said. Back up the truck. Eleven and five or five and eleven. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, that's don't say yeah. you're sorry. Six and eleven. Yeah, there you and go. Eleven and six. Yes, yeah, it, it happens. It'll take probably six years to get adjusted. <laughs> it's only the third year they're doing that. It's like yeah. San Diego Chargers. Yeah. It's like I've gotten used to finally calling the Boulevard Arthur Ashe Boulevard, and the mosque is still the mosque, and that's been how many years? How many times you say Altria Theater? Oh, yeah, you're yeah. right. <laughs> uh, it's the mosque. Yeah. But it's still, it's now, of course, the Altria Theater. Altria, me, however you, either way you pronounce it, Altria, Altria. Part of me will always want to say San Diego because they should still be there. I'll, I'll, I'll keep on arguing. I know you can't fight change, but I, in my mind. Let me give you one more. The Oakland Raiders. Oh, they should still be, yeah. But they, great they, fan play, they play in a rundown stadium that was there when I lived there in the mid-70s. I remember strolling into it. Uh, after buying a hockey ticket, this, it's the ice at the, at the play arena next door where the, the Warriors play at the time, and, and, the, and they had an NHL team called the California Golden Seals that actually played. I could get a single ticket and watch my Flyers come to town. I was a Flyers fan, and that's what I did. And I strolled on over. The gate was open. I went in. There was there was the black hole. Of course, it wasn't called that then. But that that, that just tells you, I mean, the stadium's been around. Some stadiums should be still around, like Fenway Park or Wrigley Field, because they keep it up and they make it great. And football doesn't play there, except the Fenway Bowl, which <laughs> played by UMass and UConn. I mean, why do they have a bowl game at Fenway Park? Oh, mama, some of these bowls. Oakland should still, the Raiders should still be. It's, it's unfortunate because now they don't have much of a home. I mean, other fans will invade their stadium now, too, because it's in Vegas. Yeah. You're just not going to get a really passionate fan base there. You get, in, you get to these cities where there's a ton to do, the fan base isn't going to be as passionate. It's just how it works. It's how it works. It's just like L.A., just like Miami. They just There's, there's a lot else to do if your team starts losing. <laughs> if you're in Green Bay, once they lose, you got to just sit there and commiserate. <laughs> yep. That's the way it is, as your boy Walter Cronkite used to say. Yeah, mamma mia, papa pia. Anyway, uh, so that's yeah, that's the deal there. Oakland uh, had to move the stadium. Of course, the, the <laughs> Oakland A's still play there, but then they only play, I mean, they only draw about 10,000. And they're leaving, aren't they? And they're going to leave and go to Vegas, too. Yeah, it's inevitable. Oh, uh, man. 
I don't know. It also, sports is so in bed with gambling. When are they going to let Pete Rose in? Yeah, there's a couple calls each week. I'm like, man, I know. I just I don't want to say it, but this, there's stuff that's influencing it. It's annoying. Not saying games are rigged or stuff, but it's just I don't. I'm I'm not a huge fan of sports gambling, but it is here to stay. It ain't going anywhere. I, it's, it's only just, gonna get bigger. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a huge part. I mean, you know, they're advertising. Anyway, all right, let's go to the phones. Irish George, good win for the Irish, 48-20. to 20. Slam yeah. those Southern Cal Trojans. Set them on a rickety boat back to Southern Cal. Absolutely. I'm sitting here this morning throwing darts at the Trojan. <laughs> so uh, it, it's been a wonderful, just a wonderful two days. <laughs> That's the biggest fraud of a team I've ever seen. They have absolutely no defense. And I'm so glad that Lincoln Riley is their coach. He's <laughs> He brought what he did at Oklahoma is absolutely nothing. So I hope he stays there. <laughs> just I'm just enjoying this so much that they're crazy to have hired him. And without Caleb Williams, without them, I'll ask you just an easy question. There are no easy ones under, for me. <laughs> would they be under 500, 500, or going on 10 and 1? Oh, what will they be? If they did not have Caleb Williams, what kind uh, of football team would they be? I'm not, you know, that's pure speculation. I would think they would be over 500 still. Well, baloney. <laughs> They're terrible. Wait, wait. They are You're asking my opinion. We absolutely, <laughs> we absolutely completely beat their defense up. Now, we came up with a scheme that neutralized him with three interceptions, a fumble, a scoop pick six, and uh, then their wonderful special teams. We got a 99-yard touchdown uh, kickoff return. We got 35 points off this ridiculous defense. So I, I am tickled to death, and I hope he stays there. And they're crazy to have hired him, by the way. Well, we'll see. I mean, with the portal and the nil, you don't think, you know, and being in the Big Ten next year, you don't think that they're big, whatever it's called now. Big, uh, big, tw- big, whatever it's going to be. Uh, st- still the Big Ten, I guess. Uh, Oregon State was. Lo- this, see, this will be a key right here, Georgie. This will be a key right here for Southern Cal uh, if they can bounce back. They play Utah uh, next week, the 18th, and they're playing them in Utah. As best I can. No, it's at USC. Excuse me, it's at USC. Utah's going down there. They beat them by one point in the regular season, I think it was, and they whipped them up in the uh, Pac-12 title game last year. Utah's got one loss this year to Oregon State, which they got uh, a good defense. Uh, they're twenty-one-seven loss. Yeah, they they must uh, because you look at the uh, the standings there of the Pac-12. Who uh, say lost to Oregon State to Beavers? They're three and one, six and one. So. Utah's two and one in conference. Southern California, they both have one loss. Ought to be a good, uh, ought to be a good game. I mean, it looks to me like Utah's having struggling scoring scoring points. They're only scoring twenty a game. Well, if it gets into a scoring match, they'll lose. If they have any kind of defense, they'll be in the game. Yeah, they will. They, but they have those two teams that played uh, uh, the Ducks. And Washington, Washington, they have no prayer of beating those teams. None. Well, I want to see Utah go down there and beat them. Uh, Robert Bruce just informed me that Utah quarterback is out. So well, that's probably that, lose. that's that's that could be an issue. Yes, out for the whole but, year. 
I, I just don't understand how you hire an offensive coordinator that pays no attention, no attention to defense. None. Same thing in Oklahoma. All these points, and where does it get you? Nowhere. Well, that, uh, they're six and I'm one. Sure. It's not like they have a bad team. You're they have about, a terrible defense, Al. Yeah, no, they did. The they did last year too. I understand they're giving up over thirty points a game. I do understand that. Uh, you cannot win conferences and win big games with no defense. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. The teams that win and win 10 games, 11 games, they win it because, yeah, they got a good offense. They play great defense. They really do. And you got to have a good combination of both to be a successful team. Well, I like to look at the schedules and who plays whom and how many teams they play in the top 25 at the time. Southern Cal's 0-1 in the top 25. They lost to Notre Dame. Uh, the Utah Utes are 1-1 one one against teams in the AP. Just to give you an idea, Washington State Cougars are 2-0 and against teams in the uh, top 25. Just, you, know, you go to college football stands, you find out a lot about each team, of course, individually, and then also what they've done, who they've played, and, and how they've done against top competition. That matters to me. Look, look, look at um, Florida State's only played one team in the AP so far this year. Notre Dame's played four. They've lost two and won two, but still. You know, don't tell me about Florida State's schedule. They're one 0 against probably probably Clemson was ranked when they played them would be my guess. That would be my guess there. No, nah, Clemson's 0-0 against top twenty five, so one Clemson. All right, Georgia, we gotta go. It's nine forty nine. We would like to hear from our sponsors. But thank you for calling. I know you're excited and happy and the whole smorgasbord of elation of uh, Notre Dame stampeding and stomping the men of Troy. Thank you. Oh, it was great. Just wonderful. We have a week <laughs> off, and that's even better. Yeah, it is. They need, they need a week off. They played eight. That's right. All right. Thank you, George. Have a good day there, man. You too. Thank you, George. Uh, as we go to pause, let remind everybody, this is the third Wednesday of the month coming up. That means on Wednesday the 18th, coming right up, we will be playing... We will be playing. Yeah, I'll be playing at Gus's Italian Cafe and Sports Bar. We'll be at Gus's this Wednesday. Gus's this Wednesday. And let me... Uh, well... Let me tell you when we get back. I want to tell you about something there. When we return about Gus's, uh, stay with us here on 1061 ESPN. I'm Miguel. This is Sports Phone. Robert the Bruce, other side of the glass. The number to call is 327-0888. 327-0888. Jamie King, Big Al, Matt Josephs, and Bob Black. What could these four names possibly have in common? Not all too much. Are you listening? You ready? But they all talk sports, and they can be heard on these airwaves. Are you ready? Keep it locked on 1061 ESPN Richmond for the best local sports talk in town. Uh, 9.55 already. We're out of time. Plan simple. Coming up tomorrow, we'll have Coach Russ Huseman about eight eighteen, Mitch Tischler at eight thirty five. Uh, well, I can say something about Gus's, and that is, um, there's a, these brothers, and you've seen them if you've been to remotes going back to when we first started doing sports radio here in Richmond. Um, I remember doing the pregame at Spotter Games when Jim Reed was there outside in the parking lot, half an hour before kickoff. And Tom and Rob Robertson, 
would come out to everything. Ron, not Rob. Ron Robertson. <laughs> what am I talking about, Rob? Ron Robertson and Tom's brother. Tom uh, passed away about two weeks ago. And a good guy, a real good guy, Tom Robertson. It came to Gus's just about every week I'm there. Think, and uh, hopefully his buddy Kelso will come back. Uh, Kelso and Tom would always hang out together, and brother Ron would sit there with them. And uh, boy, it's just uh, Tom Robertson, just a nice guy, good guy. I believe he's about eighty, yeah, seventy nine or eighty. But just, I mean, it's just a really. So you walk, you go through life, you meet a lot of people that are really jerks. I mean, I'm gonna start with the negative first. You meet people that are jerks. You meet people that are a pain in the neck, and there's something that they always think they're special about something. We're all the same here. Tom Robertson was a good guy. He was one of the guys that you meet, you go through life that are good people. And Tom Robertson was was one of those, a good guy. And uh, he'll be missed. He'll be missed by his family. He'll be missed by those of us that gather Gus's and all the other remotes that we do. Uh, Probably Tom would go to Spider uh, coaches shows. Uh, I imagine he did that a fair amount too. Yeah, I know he used to, but uh, just good people, good guys, and it's a shame. But nobody gets out alive. But uh, he fell, I guess, and broke a hip, and he was in the hospital, out of the hospital, in the hospital, out of the hospital, and um, they caught up with him, and he died. And it's just a shame, as I said, because he uh, he was a real good man. He was, yeah. The good ones. <laughs> You hate to lose. Those are the pain in the neck. It's uh, happy trails to you. Sayonara. That's a fact. <laughs> you know, those that are, <laughs> are pain in the neck, <laughs> good, goodbye. That's all we say is goodbye. Hope you had a good life. You can quit being a pain in the neck now. But good good people will will make a mark on you, and will, you will remember things about them. And uh, Tom, Tom Robertson was one of those guys that made a mark and a good guy. I know he and this other guy, Kel Dog, Kelso, friend of his, the other guy I was talking about, and of course his brother Ron, but in Red Dog, the three of them would go out and take a smoke break uh, <laughs> while we were at Gus's. I said, wait a minute, those guys didn't leave. Now they're having a cigarette, not smoking. And that's what they, they did. And uh, anyway, just want to pass along a few thoughts about a good man who has passed away. And I think it was, I think he passed away that. Wednesday morning we were at Gus's, or maybe the Tuesday night before. So it's been 13, 12, 13 days. And I should have said something before now. I was remiss in not doing it. So things do transcend sports. We will be, of course, I remember this, we talked about it a little bit ago. We will be at Gus's this Wednesday, and we will miss Tom Robertson. We'll put a plate right there, an empty plate where he sat. <coughs> I'm going to do that myself. Scott might beat me to it. Anyway. We will be at Gus's this coming uh, Wednesday. Hanover Square Shopping Center is where it's located. Bell Creek Road. Scott and Lisa have been putting out food for 30-some-odd years, 34. Good Talk about good people right there. Scott and Lisa's town. Good folks. And uh, come out, and we'll have prizes to give away. Maybe some spider tickets. I know some lottery tickets and other other things as well. Anyway, to Mark, uh, Coach Usman, and Mitch Tischler, thank you for listening today. Thanks for your calls, guys, to call in and listen. Thank you for spreading the word. We're here every morning at 8. Jamie King precedes us at 7, so tune in for him there. Call it to him. And, of course, uh, I want to thank uh, Robert the Bruce, other side of the glass. Yeah, without all the combination of everybody, we wouldn't be here. It's not a one-man show. It's a group. It's a group of us. So thanks for participating. All right, we'll be back tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock. in the will King at 7. Thank you for listening. 
Your home for Richmond Spiders Athletics.